I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. Welcome to the Rebel Wellness Podcast, where we embrace a holistic approach to personal health and empower women to break free from the noise of today's diet culture. I'm your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey to becoming healthier, stronger, and more resilient in this life. If you found this podcast, you might be somebody who is tired of feeling bombarded with unrealistic body standards and conflicting health advice and just ready to rebel against the one-size-fits-all approach to wellness. This is a great opportunity and place to create a lifestyle that truly works for you. And I want to welcome you to your new home for everything health and wellness without any of those influences. Rebel Wellness is rooted in the belief that true wellness goes beyond just diet and exercise. It's about nurturing our minds bodies, and souls in a way that aligns with our unique needs and values. So if you are new here, I want to extend a very warm welcome. And if you are a ride or die, hello again. So happy that you have returned. Welcome back to this week's Hot Take Summer episode. This series is where I'm going to be, or I've been, (laughs) taking you guys through my raw professional opinions on all these current spicy topics that are floating around in the health and wellness space. So do know that these are always my opinions and my thoughts and my hot takes. Uh, They're not like perfectly polished, researched (laughs) and scripted podcasts. So, um, but I've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys that you guys are enjoying this kind of method and process, I would say sometimes a little bit more than the polished stuff. Some of you have said, because it's actually the way I respond to my clients when I'm with them one-on-one over the years It's kind of the way I talk through things with them because I love everything health and wellness to remain a conversation because as we've seen time and time again, as science changes, we learn more and different bodies do different things. It's still just like a person to person situation. Like nothing is super black and white. Um, Some things are, but overall, I would say that that's what makes these hot take summer topics really fun to talk about because they are just, they're just things, they're just concepts. And I'm just gathering this decade of professional experience in the fitness and nutrition space that I've had as a private personal trainer, professional nutritionist, certified nutritionist rather, and a lot more. Um, It's been kind of a really fun wild ride this last early decade, I'm about to cross over into my 30s. It's just kind of like, we're just going to take a tangent here for a moment to just kind of reminisce on the craziness that was being a 21-year-old entrepreneur in the fitness and wellness space and shifting into where we're going now. And it's really amazing to see how everything has changed and molded and Uh, shifted over the years in this whole fitness and health space in general. However, I will say a lot of stuff always kind of remains the same. I've seen stuff cycle back over and over time and time again. And that's what kind of brings me to today's topic. And I'm going to be giving you actually rapid fire hot takes on the most common fitness performance supplements that I see people use. And a lot of it You're going to want to stay tuned because especially if you're somebody who's newer to fitness or you're not sure from like fit talk or any of that, what is actually worth your time and money, um, I'm going to give you my down low on it because I spent so much time and money on supplements in my early years and I'm going to give you so many 
hot takes and tips and secrets on what is just totally not worth it and what I've actually found to be beneficial and help. So hopefully this information is helpful to you. And as always, if you are learning something, liking something, whatnot, share this with somebody you think could also learn and enjoy my podcast and this topic. And I would love for you to join our community on social media. We currently have a dedicated Instagram page that we're growing right now at Rebel Wellness Podcast on Instagram. And you can also follow my flagship coaching page at Coach by Kills. Also, if you want some freebies, I actually just updated and uploaded, I guess, a stand store where you can get two freebies at the moment, but there will be more and more, and also some very awesome educational courses and possibly more resources to come. So if you want to get on the email list to be notified when I've got tons of great health and wellness for my female listeners, oriented courses and things like that, if you want to be notified the first person to know when they drop, go to stan.store backslash kales, K-A-I-L-E-S. So that's stan.store slash kales. And you will see I have two great freebies I've created for you from scratch, just me, and didn't pay anybody to do them. Um, It is a free macronutrient grocery list. So kind of a fun template for you to be able to print out, look at your meals for the day, or for the week rather, and make a grocery list that supports your, if you're following macronutrients, or if you're trying to orient more rounded meals into your lifestyle, like I've mentioned before in past episodes, the macronutrient series in May was a huge hit. Some of our most listens out of any of the episodes so far in this like about half year that we've been launched, (laughs) which is amazing and super fun. But um, I created a really special grocery list for you to kind of see. You don't actually even need to print it out and write on it. You can kind of just write in your notes and reference it or just reference it while you're at the grocery store, like save it to your photos on your phone. And it's a great resource for you. So you can download that for free on my stand store. And you also have access to a free downloadable 14 day ab challenge. That was a really fun way for you to do two weeks of daily or nearly daily abs. And it has a whole bank of different ab movements that you either can pick from or you can follow based off of what day it is. And this challenge I've ran several times with some of my clients or actually all of my clients. And um, it's been interesting to see how many people had some like awesome results just from following like abdominal movements, like daily for only 14 days. And a lot of them said that I made ab workouts way less daunting for them in their programming. So check that one out too. It's on there for free. And if you'd like to connect with me, I also have the option for you to book a one-on-one discovery call with me. If you just wanted to chat about some of your health stuff going on, see if coaching is right for you with me and um, yeah, all the above. So that is my stand.stores backslash kales. And I can also add you to my email list from that too. If you are somebody who wants to be um, notified when all that cool stuff drops. Okay, so let's go right into our topic of the day. So I've got a list I've compiled of the most popular, frequently used, and asked about 
fitness oriented supplements that are available to anyone. So none of this stuff is like medical advice because it's all over the counter. And um, frankly, majority, if not all of it is unregulated because any supplement that is not, uh, that is over the counter does not have to be regulated unless it has certain labels on it, like the USDA organic or anything like that. Otherwise, a very key thing to know from the jump is that all supplements are not specifically regulated and they can contain things that are not listed on the label. So I want you to be very aware of that and be very careful what companies you trust and utilize because there's a ton of cheapy things out there like in the pre-workout world and the post-recovery world everywhere out there has their own ability to make a compilation and source ingredients from wherever they want because majority of the time nobody's looking up where these companies are sourcing they just see cool advertising their favorite bodybuilders using it and um then they're like, all right, I'm sold. I'm going to buy it. And maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. So just be careful ahead of time when I'm talking about all of these to really cross check your companies first. Um, I'm not going to give a ton of like my personal recommendation companies for a lot of these because I don't actually take many of these anymore. But if you guys want to know them, I would love to hear if you do want to know some of my top favorite brands that I do trust, that I do vet, and that I can put onto the social media. So I can also talk about it in another time too, because <laughs> I'm sure these topics will come, will come back around. But also I am going to be speaking to mainly my female audience in the fitness community, because that is who I have the most experience with. But I do have a lot of experience with males, and frankly, the male body is a lot easier when it comes to fitness as far as building muscle and losing fat. Um, they are very straightforward more often than not. But um, so a lot of this kind of advice is able to be taken for any of my male listeners, but strictly just know that this is oriented towards females. Okay. Without further ado, let's hit the first item on the list and that is pre-workout. So I'm sure you're not surprised about this topic at all. This is easily the most asked fitness enhancing supplement that I have ever gotten questions about, like so consistently. And it's very interesting because there's a whole bunch of different angles I could go about this one. But in general, I have a few thoughts. So early in my career for a little quick story time, I was taking NO Explode and sometimes C4, but mostly I know explode because I really liked they had like a strawberry lemonade flavor and it would make me super itchy and kind of like jacked out, <laughs> cracked out. And um, it just made me like need to lift. And I remember I overtrained all the time on that pre-workout. I didn't realize I was overtraining until I got through my degree in college, in kinesiology and everything, and discovered that, oh, I've been experiencing like DOMS, aka delayed onset muscle soreness, which is damage to your muscle fibers past the extent of where it's beneficial. It happens once in a while that you get DOMS, but if you're getting it consistently, you're kind of just beating down your body 
and you're getting a lot of diminishing returns, meaning that what you're doing is no longer benefiting for how much effort and um, stress you're putting on your body. So it's very common in early stages of lifting to do that. And pre-workout will take you to that level more often than not. Um, I know a lot of people say, well, I just don't have energy for the gym without my pre-workout. I would challenge you to figure out either you look for a different time in your day where you do have more energy, where you can fit in a workout and prioritize that because a workout in the earlier half of your day is always going to give you way more clarity, focus, and um, energy throughout your workday. If you can't get yourself out of bed earlier to go to the gym sooner or fit that into your calendar if you're a work from homer, if you have to get caffeination and such from a pre-workout for your evening workout, it's probably going to interfere with your sleep. And it'll interfere with your sleep more and more as you get older because we get a lot more sensitive to like energy enhancing supplements. But at the same time, the main thing I don't love about pre-workout is that it's very easy to get kind of dependent on it. It's unregulated. So there's been a lot of cases where people have found like pieces of metal and sand even and other random objects, (laughs) not necessarily objects, but substances. That's the word I'm looking for in pre-workout because again, it can come from um, production and labs that are not necessarily tested and quality controlled. So you do want to be careful about it. And you also don't want to just take pre-workout without a substantial amount of water every time because it will overload your kidneys with the cocktail of really low quality vitamins they tend to mix in as well as the major ingredients that are utilized in pre-workout to give you more energy, more blood flow, more pump, etc. So overall, I don't hate pre-workouts. If I had to give you the best advice, I would say go for a quote-unquote clean pre-workout that only has maybe four to six ingredients and on the more natural and pure to the fact side of ingredients. Any of the pre-workouts that have a whole bunch of different random vitamins and things added in, I would steer clear of those because more often than not, they're using the cheaper form of vitamins and they probably are just getting wasted in your body. And again, we don't know where the sourcing came from. So we would want to reduce that as much as possible and just take a higher quality multivitamin or whatever is um, advised by your practitioners for your own unique health needs. But with your pre-workout, keep it to these four, four to five ingredients. Okay. So if you want to write them down, here you go. Write them down. First one, beta alanine. That is what's going to give you endurance, caffeine. I usually say less than 200 milligrams for energy, 200 milligrams or less rather. L-citrulline, that's for blood flow. Um, That's the one that gives me kind of like an itchy feeling. Sometimes it doesn't affect anybody. Fun fact, you get L-citrulline from watermelon, but you do have to eat quite a bit of it to kind of get more of that. But you can snack on watermelon after your workout to help with your recovery. And the last two are L-tyrosine and L-theanine, which can help with your focus. Uh, The last three are amino acids. So we tend to get those from our food, especially if you eat animal plant, um, animal meats instead of just plant-based because you are getting a more comprehensive amino acid profile in complete proteins. That's what makes them complete. And um, you can supplement with them in a pre-workout if you want to get a bigger dose and a more controlled dose. But again, pay a little bit more for the better quality um, pre-workout companies, companies like Transparent Labs, I think, 
first form tends to be okay. Um, there's a bunch of companies out there that do take more care and pride in being like third party tested or quality controlled, etc. So if you're going to do pre-workout, my rule of thumb as well is I only use it on leg days because that's the biggest muscle group in your body, the biggest muscles in your body, and um, they tend to take the most energy out of you because most leg movements are actually closer towards full body, like back squats, deadlifts, and variations of lunges, etc. And so you really would like benefit from just using pre-workout on leg days and use your own energy and maybe more natural supplements to get more energy or whatnot on your upper body days or um, cardio days, et cetera. So hopefully that's helpful for you. If you have any other questions about pre-workout, feel free to DM me at Coach by Kills. Love to answer your questions and chat with you. Okay, creatine is the next one and it comes into two dominating forms nowadays. There's various forms, but the the most studied and most known is creatine monohydrate, otherwise known as German creatine. It's a very pure form of creatine. It's an extremely safe substance. It's involved in most meats, especially red meats and things like that. So people who are meat eaters, again, are getting a good amount of creatine in their diet naturally. However, there's a lot of science and evidence behind creatine where they've been able to see how supplementing it can actually benefit and um, improve your muscle recovery and muscle gains. Therefore, um, a lot of good metabolic action by taking five grams of creatine a day. They've actually also studied whether or not the amount of creatine you supplement daily matters and whether or not you do a kind of pattern of like easing into it and then tapering off the kind of gist that it kind of comes down to, which I usually trust the science and research of the very popular fitness YouTuber, Jeff Nippard. He has determined that no, it doesn't really matter whether or not you um, get on a specific routine with creatine and you basically max out of benefits at about five grams a day. So pretty much across the board, you're going to do well to supplement with creatine if you're somebody who is looking to specifically go through a growth phase and have a natural boost in what helps keep muscle growing and recover it, etc. But I will say you'll also see the other form I was talking about is creatine HCL. So that one you'll tend to see priced higher because it's a little bit more specific of a process, but supposedly they say that it should be easier on the stomach. So a lot of people use creatine HCL if they have sensitive stomachs that get reactions from creatine monohydrate. However, again, there's not a lot of science done on creatine HCL because it's newer and most people have found that it's kind of not worth the increase in the price tag and kind of negligible how different it is for the body, for your stomach, and more. So if you want to spring for HCL, you could try it. But again, you're probably going to do just fine or better taking a higher quality because of the company, higher quality creatine monohydrate. And that's a very common one. Again, Transparent Labs has a really good 
quality creatine monohydrate powder. That's the one that I use time to time. I will also say that one of the side effects that is negative, I have seen happen, uh, or two, I guess, two negative side effects that can happen with creatine for my females. The worst one, okay, well, actually, we'll start with the not as bad one. The common one that is going to happen to most everybody is that you will have water retention, not water retention that's going to stay around forever, but a small amount of water retention of like one to three or four pounds of water, depending on the person's body and their hydration levels, because it helps hold water in the muscle to recover better. So when you are supplementing creatine, it's very common to have a little bit more water retention during that time period, but it's helping that muscle be nourished and recovered fully. So when you do phase out of creatine or just stop creatine altogether, uh, you're going to drop that water weight within like maybe four to five days is my the common timeline for a lot of my clients. Um, the worst side effect that I've seen um, that has happened to me in the past has happened to several of my clients when they've tried creatine is that they get acne and more like androgenic acne. So like jawline, chest and back. Um, this is because when you do have more muscle and more or more, more muscle stimulated, rather, you get a spike in testosterone. Um, strength training is one of the best ways for especially because there's a huge epidemic of women that are really low on testosterone. If you didn't know already, we need testosterone. Testosterone is actually the main thing that helps us manage our body weight better and actually stimulate burning fat. This is why males can lose fat really fast. Like they basically just stop putting cream in their coffee and they've lost four pounds of fat. Um, so when you are chronically low or just low in general on testosterone, one of the most natural, easy ways to increase it is through strength training. And if you are somebody who already has like a healthy amount, or maybe your body has been not used to having testosterone, you might, enough testosterone rather, um, you might get a reaction temporarily um, of acne that comes in. And so some people don't enjoy this reaction. So um, if that happens to you, just stop taking it and it's okay. Um, or you could try to continue taking it, see if it'll just subside. And if the acne doesn't go away, then maybe just taper off too. But that is worth noting for creatine as far as a hot take goes. <laughs> but to close creatine out, do I think you should take it? If you want to gain muscle, improve your recovery, and see if you can add more lean mass during a growth phase, 100%. Creatine is safe, well-tested, and again, if you get a high-quality version, you're going to do just fine to try and utilize that to finally get a little bit more muscle than maybe if you weren't taking it. Also, you can still gain muscle and do well without taking creatine, but as far as supplements go, that is a great one for muscle building. Okay, so rapid fire for protein powder, because obviously protein powder is very, very, very common in the fitness space. It is a superfood because it is a completely nourishing, nutrient dense, I guess that might be a little redundant, but <laughs> it's a nutrient dense form of a complete protein that will fuel and help you build muscle and is also technically kind of a meal, uh, depending on what kinds you get. But again, quality matters as everything else. And I'm speaking specifically about whey protein powder. Um, there's a lot of people, if you didn't listen to my dairy chat, that was last Sunday's, go and listen to that one. But there are two different types of proteins involved in milk 
and that is casein and whey. Whey is the most common one that people utilize for muscle building and maintenance, um, leaner bodies overall. Casein is also a good one if you are somebody who can process casein. If you can't, you might not do well with like a milk protein isolate, um, such as like Fairlife shakes or um, versions that are just like milk protein. If it just says that on there, that means that casein will be involved. The only ones that work well for me and the ones that I tend to recommend the most to my clients, uh, especially my female clients, because most females don't do really well with um, casein, would be whey protein isolate. And you will pay more for it because it is a real food item and it has been uh, very finely processed to isolate the whey, hence the whey isolate. So it's taken out a lot of the lactose and any of those irritants and made you a really nice superfood cocktail for you to have to help your muscles recover and grow. There are options of vegan protein powders. I would only look for the ones that describe their protein powder being a complete amino acid complex. Um, most protein powders, if they're only one type of protein, like brown rice protein or a common one is pea protein, of course, they can be more of a complete protein, but they may not sit well with your stomach. So like for me, with anything that has pea protein in it, like especially the pre-made shakes, unfortunately, I was trying to incorporate those in uh, at different times in my gym routine. And for some reason, there's some ingredient in it that literally makes me barf. Like I will get pale sweaty and then literally barf after I've had two to three of the uh, different variations of plant-based protein shakes. I haven't determined for myself what the ingredient is, but unfortunately the last three years where I've tried to incorporate those, they have made me sick. So um, something to be aware of is that not all the concoctions of different processed plants will be healthier or as healthy as a whole food nutrient source. So if you are somebody who's plant-based, I would go more towards like um, organic, high protein, dense tofu or uh, tempeh, you know, different things like in those zones of a more complete plant-based protein that is a natural food version than a lot of these like vega proteins and stuff. Not a big fan of them. If I had to pick one, I would go with Sprout Living and I believe you can use code CBK15 and that it's in my show notes. Look at the affiliate links and um, they have some amazing protein powders through Sprout Living that don't tend to mess with your stomach. Some other blends have messed with some of my clients' stomachs. So again, do the tester packets. They sell test packets and uh, find which ones work best for you. I mainly use the vanilla Lakuma one. That one's never given me issues. So again, just make sure you are very intentional about your protein powder. And I would say have it within an hour around after your workout or an hour to two hours before bed to help protein synthesis, aka growing more muscles. So that's my only chat and hot take on protein powders for now. If you want to learn more about protein and such, go to, um, I believe it's episode 20 on the macro series. Okay. So fat burners, (laughs) this would probably be the quickest, the quickest of the rapid fire hot takes. Um, fat burners are concoctions of, uh, schemes (laughs) 
and lies, snake oil. Um, honestly, some people claim fat burners work for them, but typically the people who have seen it work for them are also the ones who are on top of their diet and their fitness routine. So frankly, it could arguably just be the fact that they are being intentional about their movement and their nutrition versus the fat burners. There's like negligible evidence that some ingredients in fat burners help, such as like capsaicin, because it increases your body temperature, because it's basically what is in most spicy food and why you get warm. Um, the amount of calories burned through capsaicin is, I think it's somewhere around, again, Jeff Nipper did a study on this um, or researched it, only seven calories per several minutes or so, or maybe per meal. And like, that's pretty negligible in my opinion. So overall, in the past, when I was younger and then I took fat burners thinking this is going to help me. And no, waste of money, waste, 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 waste of money because they're always almost over $45 or so. Some of them are up into the hundreds and they don't work. They're definitely a snake oil product. So I would not waste my time on them, especially if you're taking pre-workout because you're just being, you're going to be slamming yourself with a lot of caffeine. Um, if there were, there was a natural fat burner that has been time tested and researched that can trend towards helping your body amplify fat loss goals, it would be green tea extract pills. That is actually something that can support you alongside your nutrition and fitness goals. But again, consistency and dedication to a deficit of sorts is the only way that you can actually get your body fat to consistently move with a supplement. And it is important to know supplements do supplement something. They're not to be just taken on their own or as the main character of the play. They are the little side characters that support the theme. So the theme must be a fitness routine that's going to support your goals and a nutrition routine that is going to support your overall health and goals as well. So that's important to understand. Final two, final two rapid fire performance supplements, um, amino acids or BCAAs. This one kind of came into the scene. I want to say a lot more in like 2017 or so. And branch chain amino acids, that's what BCAAs is, and aminos, are the amino acids that are parts of every single protein item we eat. So the amino acids are branched together and they support muscle recovery, energy, etc. You get enough BCAAs if you eat at least 70 to 90 grams of complete protein a day. If you are not eating that much, you will benefit from supplementing BCAAs during your workouts. If you are eating that much or exceeding that, you do not need to supplement powder form of BCAAs. So vegetarians, vegans, anybody in that category, you do benefit from BCAAs because you are not often getting a complete amino acid complex profile all day long. So your muscles will benefit from taking a BCAA supplement powder during your workouts. I've had so many people have good benefits from these. They do feel like they get more energy during their workouts. It could be a placebo effect, or it could be beneficial to a lot of people who have overburdened livers and bodies who have been just depleted over the years of nutrients and complete proteins from just erratic eating or maybe long-term birth control or having babies 
you know, there's a lot of different categories where you're probably in a depleted state. So you could benefit from like several months of taking BCAAs, maybe a year. But again, it's not something that you need to take all the time unless you are somebody who's vegetarian or vegan and you want to maintain and build muscle. Okay, final, final, final topic, and that's electrolytes. And if you're my client listening to this, you're probably like, LOL, I've heard this chat a million times. So because I've said it so many times to every single client, and everybody is a professional now at their electrolytes, um, I have this whole chat down pat. Okay, electrolytes, they are how your brain communicates to your muscles. So if you're cramping a lot, you don't have enough electrolytes or one of the electrolytes is not, aka minerals, is not in enough concentration in your body to balance out the others and support your muscles, therefore. So if you're somebody who's constantly getting Charlie horses and things like that, you are probably a good candidate to take specific electrolytes in a powder form, not Gatorade. I do not support Gatorade, Pedialyte, uh, vitamin water, any of those kind of cheapo uh, mass-produced electrolyte beverages, unless it's the only option available, because they do not have a complete profile of the right electrolytes in the right balance and the right forms. So if I had to tell you what to choose, I would say invest again in a good quality electrolyte powder. Um, The really popular ones that I do actually support would be Noons, N-U-U-N, those Redmond Relight, that is probably my more top, very specific electrolyte replenishing powder. I trust the manufacturers and the quality of the ingredients in general. Then next would probably be like Element, LMNT. That's a really popular one that does get a lot of like talk time on podcasts. Um, It's very salty. I would tend to recommend Element just for like keto people or low carb people, but that is an option out there. And there are several new ones coming out into the field, like Clean Cause, uh, the Yerba Mate brand actually has their own electrolyte powder too. That's pretty good. They only have like two flavors though. Um, But I would go for those. I would stay clear from like the Gatorade, the Pedialytes, the uh, Liquid IV. Liquid IV doesn't have good balanced um, electrolytes in my opinion, and it has a little too much sugar. But do know sugar is essential for helping you get rehydrated and uptake with energy because sugar is energy. So a lot of them, like including the noons and such, do include like a little bit of sugar, but that's normal and it's not harmful. Like it's <laughs> like only one to three grams of sugar per tablet or something. Um, so just know that that is because it's part of helping your blood sugar increase in case you are dehydrated. So there's nothing to be afraid of with those. Something I do want to note about electrolytes that a lot of people kind of have a misconception about. The most common thing people say is, I'm not an athlete. I don't sweat enough. And (laughs) that's so misleading because if you work out, if you go to the gym or any of those things, even if you walk outside a few times a day, you are moving and sweating more than you even if you feel it. You may not feel it. And the worst time that you actually don't even realize you're sweating out almost one to two pints of water is in your sleep. You actually sweat a lot in your sleep, even if you don't think so. And so we actually have to replenish our electrolytes daily. And if you're somebody who's never put intention into that before, you have a little bit more to go by replenishing them. If you don't know what the, ele- the main electrolytes are, it's sodium, potassium, magnesium, 
chloride and calcium. <laughs> and you want to see almost all of those minerals involved in an electrolyte powder. If you don't, it's probably not the best one. But again, depending on where you're at, like when we were in Thailand, we were sweating our pits off <laughs> and uh, we stopped in and they had just kind of this random one that had a packet. We couldn't even read it, but the guy at the pharmacy said it was electrolytes. So we just took it because we're like, yeah, well, it should have some of the stuff that I need. Um, so sometimes there's scenarios where that happens, but if you can control it, if you can stock your house for your day-to-day -day electrolytes, I would get the Redmond Relight or the Noon tablets or um, the Noon packets, anything that's got a better quality nutrient composition to be the best quality electrolytes. Okay. So do know you should be taking them you can have some daily. I wouldn't do like a whole ton unless you're like somebody who is again, like keto or an athlete, or you've gone to a spin class where, you know, you just dripped buckets of water. But even if you're sweating like moderately, you're depleting your electrolytes because it comes out in your sweat. It comes out in your pee and more. So do not think that you're getting enough electrolytes or minerals because most of our water nowadays is actually purified and everything is removed from it. So we actually don't hydrate with purified water. We might think we are, but we don't. We actually hydrate with mineralized water because that is keeping the balance in our kidneys and the rest of our water um, in our body is controlled by our kidneys. So whether you swell up a lot or you're constantly dehydrated, that means that you have an imbalance in your electrolytes based off of your kidney health. And so um, take care to be on top of your electrolytes. That's going to be the last thing I'll say about that. Alrighty, so that's just the end of this rapid fire performance enhancing supplements chat. I hope that was helpful for you. And I hope I covered all the major supplements you hear about or you see at the gym, because uh, it's very important to be well educated on them because you could be spending so much money on all of those things. And you really only need like maybe one or two or three, perhaps, but one of them should always be electrolytes. <laughs> all right, Rebel. So that's it for today's episode. Don't forget, like and share this episode if you loved it. And again, I would love for you to join our um, email newsletter list at either my stand.store backslash kales or at coachkales.com. And I would love to see your face on at Coached by Kales on Instagram or at Rebel Wellness Podcast. So that's enough for all the plugs of how you can connect with us. And I hope you celebrate your strength and nourishment, walk with confidence, and I will catch you next week on another episode of Rebel Wellness. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode of Rebel Wellness. If you've been enjoying our conversations around health, fitness, and wellness, we have some exciting news for you. We've recently launched an Instagram page for the Rebel Wellness podcast, where we'll be sharing inspiring quotes from every episode, behind the scenes moments, and updates about upcoming episodes. So be sure to follow us at Rebel Wellness Podcast on Instagram to stay connected with our community. 
and it's growing, so I'm really excited about it. That's not all though. I also want to introduce you to at Coach by Kales, which is my flagship fitness and wellness coaching business, as I am so passionate about empowering individuals like you to live their healthiest and most enjoyable lives. So if you would love to join me there as well, follow my page for daily inspiration, fitness tips, nutrition tips, sometimes even healthy recipes, as well as debunking more myths around the health and fitness industry in general. By following both pages, you'll be joining a community of like-minded individuals who are all committed to living their best lives as well. So don't hesitate, hit that follow button and join us on this journey to wellness. Again, thank you for listening and I hope to catch you on the gram.